you know, being 16 and being taught all this stuff, I didn't get taught any of the, where do you sit or how do you greet like someone at the end of the day it was you just shake their hand, make sure you're looking them in the eye and this is what you're going to do. Here's the script of what you're going to say. Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My next guest at the age of 21 was the number one sales rep in Florida for HP in 2019, generating $1.2 million in sales. Her success in the sales industry has allowed her to become a homeowner at the age of 20 and now a business owner as she's approaching 22. She started working for her father at the age of 16, helping him and his company and ever since has never looked back. In the six years that she's worked for her father, she's been able to take on all his teachings and now runs her own IT company. She's here today to share her story on success and the pressures that come with working in such a high-pressured environment. I have with me today Lexi Vasquez. Lexi, thank you for joining me on the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for having me. Lexi, I wanted to get you on the show today because you're a high performer within the world of sales. And so I'd like to dive deeper into what that's like in terms of demand and pressures that are involved. But before we do that, are you able to give us a little bit of rundown on what it is that you do? Yes, of course. So basically in my industry, I have a little bit over six years of experience and my company has been the forefront of providing local South Florida companies with effective methods of using basically state-of-the-art office equipment and the newest in IT management, as well as many other office solutions, for example, phones, leases, and providing services for those leases as well when it comes to any function for an actual physical office. And how long have you been running that business for? So I've been in the industry for about six years. I recently left the corporation that I had been with for about six years and uh, opened my own business. And I'm alongside with another partner as well. And shared experience, we have about 16 years, both of us in the industry. Before you started your own business, what was the the intent, I guess, being a, a high performer in the sales world? What made you decide to kind of leave that job and then do something on your own? Well, at the end of the day, I came from, you know, it was a family run business before and then it got purchased out, which I have no problem with, you know, being in the corporate world. I actually excelled in it, but I kind of want to go back to my roots and how I started and have that family based approach, even though, you know, it's just me and and no other of my family members. But I want to create something like a legacy for my future family, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. $1.2 $1.2 million in sales for HP. Talk us through that journey. What were some of the common themes that you experienced when it came to stress and the pressures that came with it? So I actually had about 400 clients that I was managing all on my own last year. I had actually lost my manager at one point also, and it, it became a huge pressure, especially, you know, you're I'm in a male-driven industry. So at the end of the day, as my, and I'm young on top of that, and I'm extremely young, so I faced ageism as well. But I faced so many different obstacles when it came to it, but what kept me going is having those simple conversations with my clients. You know, my clients 
would tell me about their industries as well. And we would just have simple, you know, conversations. And, and I, I also finished school last year. So on top of it all, I was a full-time student. And I faced a lot of pressures when it came to that. But, you know, there's many different escapes to it. What I definitely recommend is I ran with my dogs pretty much every single day. I have two huge dogs. I would run with them. I read a lot. I became more educated in the fact of selling and feeling all the different pressures when it came to it. But for the most part, reading, reading helped me through it. And I played recreational soccer once a week last, last year a lot to help with the stresses when it came to that. Mm-hmm. And how old are you at the moment? I just turned 22 last week. Just turned 22. So you're still quite young. So you were yeah. in, in the sales game since you were 16? Yep, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Being at the age of 16, you worked full-time in sales and you studied as well? My father ran the industry that I'm in now. He had his own business. And I actually started when I was 15, but obviously I couldn't be full-time at 15. So I got Mm -hmm. basically a worker's excuse for school. So it was called DCT at the time. So I would leave school at 10.30 in the morning after my first two classes because I had so many credits already in high school. And I would start working at around 11 a.m. and I would finish at five. Yeah. So for the most part, yes, I was full time. I would sometimes stay later depending, but I was telemarketing at the time. So I had to make about 60, 70 calls a day to random strangers being 16 years old. My favorite compliment was, are you old enough to even be selling? Are you even old enough to be on the phone with me right now? Because at the end of the day, I was 16. I still have a pretty young voice. So you imagine that. Yeah, in terms of, the objection, especially when you're dealing with clients and they kind of assume inexperience because you are young. Did you get many of that managing the 400 clients? Of course. Yeah, I still get that. You know, people, you walk into an office and for the most part now I'm, I'm chasing brand new clients. I'm not no longer managing those 400 clients. But before then they had already knew me because like I said, it was my father's company. So when I was 15, 16, calling on those call, on those clients, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Jose's daughter. And they were very welcoming. But at the same time, when you're telemarketing brand new clients, a lot of them, you get hung up on a lot. You don't get the experience. You don't get, you know, the opportunity to actually reach out to them. Yeah. Now, I still face that. So now I walk into a client's office and I've still been like looked at a little sideways. And they're like, you're, you're Lexi. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Lexi. And they see my LinkedIn and they could see all my credentials and they've seen the articles written about me. And as soon as I open my mouth and I start explaining everything to them, they're, you know, they, they take a step back and they're just like, wow, I, I actually, I'm actually really impressed by you because I, I didn't see this coming. I did not see, I did not expect it. And I judged you so that I, mm-hmm. I do see that quite often. Yeah. And now that you run your own business, what's it like being a business owner at 21? You know, talk us through the, the, the industry startup, talk us through the partnership and, you know, what's going through your, your mind at the moment? So it, it's pretty crazy, to be honest. Uh, I started it solely on my own, but in order to get what I needed for experience and technicians and stuff like that, I did go into a partnership. You know, I'm 75% owner right now and it, it's pretty crazy. I don't want to say I'm pretty known in the industry, but I do have a lot of connections when it comes into it, especially before me, I did have my father, which he's happily traveling the world right now. So when I told him about my company, when I opened in my company, he obviously, you know, gave me advice and pretty much asked me, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. But being solely on your own now, it, it's like teaching someone how to swim and just throwing them in and I'm having no, you know, no, I, I 
completely went in, took a huge risk, reached out to the contacts that I had previously. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a one day to the next, but it, it pretty much has been. And it's been incredible. And I've met a lot of new different people along the way. And I was very scared because I was managing my 400 clients. At the end of the day, I really didn't have to telemarket or meet new clients. And now I'm back into that world again. And it has not been easy by far, way far from it. But it's been an amazing experience. It's been, it's been great. Yep. Talking about your father's question, are you sure you want to do this? Is this something that as you were working through the six years, you had an, an inkling that you wanted to do? Or was it just kind of put forward in terms of this pathway for yourself? So to be completely honest, I've always been very back and forth at the end of the day, like being really like in this industry, running those 400 clients. That was in about 2018 when, when it was just solely me. And it really took me back. And I really had to think about what's next for me. My next step was purchasing a home. And I did that in 2019. And then in 2019, I was like, I want to hit a million dollars in sales. And I hit 1.2. Yeah. And leaving 2019, it, it really... I had to really think about what my next steps were going to be. And I didn't really see me moving up in the corporate well, world as much as I really wanted to. And I really, I got along really well with my coworkers and, and I enjoyed their company. But this is my baby. You know, I, I'm not really working for anyone else. And I'm the last man to say something. And this is just solely me. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic that you, you're taking on something and calling it your own, especially at the age of 22. And, you know, having ownership of something is quite different to working under someone, especially in the corporate world. Being a high performer in the, the corporate world, you know, what's that like compared to now when, you know, you are the decision maker, you are the accountable uh, officer in terms of your business. Is there an extra layer of demand or pressure that, that goes on you or is, is it quite different? I feel like it's quite the opposite. I actually feel like I have no pressure. You know, it's just pushing myself. And I've always been one that I, I put in the work. So as long as I continue to put in the work, there is no, no reason that I shouldn't be. I actually feel like I'm alleviated by a lot of pressure that I had in the corporate world that I had placed on myself, being number one, being the best, being everything that I thought I should have been, when in reality, it's not something that I needed to be. I just needed to be the right thing for my customers. And I feel like now I have more of the opportunity and I have more of the confidence and less pressure that I've put on myself to be that for them. And I feel like that helps, which is kind of opposite. You would think opening your own business, you have all this pressure on yourself, but I actually feel quite the opposite. I feel like I know that I could already do this. It's just now proving it. And I think when you're in the sales game, especially and you're reporting to someone, there's certain KPIs that you have to reach. Whereas now it's more, a bit more flexible in, in the regards that you're chasing a different level of success, success as a business owner rather than success as you know, just the numbers. So there's, there's different KPIs for, for yourself internally to kind of figure out how you can achieve that success for yourself. So it's great, it's great to hear. Talking about some of the ways that you manage stress and pressure, has it changed? from when you first started at the age of 16 to how you are now at, at age of 22? Definitely, honestly. Um, I mean, I started as a kid. I, I started, I mean, I'm still a kid, but, uh, and a, a lot older kid, but 
starting at 16, you know, I also played soccer for, for a club team. So I would play, I'd be running, playing with, with my team for two hours. I went on tournaments all the time. That was a different type of lifestyle that I was able to also live. And I still had that opportunity to be a child within living in this industry and already having this career. Yep. Now it's a lot different. You know, I'm a homeowner. I'm a dog mom. <laughs> I'm a daughter and I'm a granddaughter. So there's so many different pressures now of being an adult. And uh, sometimes, you know, I alleviate the stress of just going to my grandma's house and talking to her for 45 minutes and just venting to running around the neighborhood or going to work out three, four times a week. There's just so many different things. But stress is all mental, in my opinion. Yep. The stress when it comes down to it, it's just like when you're very angry, how you have those different ways to alleviate the angry, your anger. It's the same thing with stress. I mean, at the end of the day, we all have, you can't let the stress overcome you. You can't be somebody that feels so much pressure when it comes to, to stress and you get so stressed out that you end up having like a panic attack or you completely shut down. It, it's something that you have to have control. It's all a mental game. So at the end of the day, you find different things. I mean, I recommend reading a book. I love reading. If reading's not for you, go work out. If working out's not for you, write. There's so many different ways to just alleviate that before you go ahead and explode. And talking about stress as well, your business, just being quite young and talking about the current circumstances as well with COVID-19, has that, I guess, global reset affected your business in any way? I will tell you, uh, I am an essential business and thankfully COVID-19 has not necessarily affected that essential part of my business, but it's affected a lot of my clients, which then also creates like, it's just the fact that COVID is so, no one knows what to do. No one has ever experienced this before. So it's just such an uncertain time that it makes people signing a long-term contract, like a three or five-year contract, so skeptical. So I guess that way you could say that it's affected my business. But now everyone's looking for a change, which is pretty good for me. And everyone's looking for, for that person to tell them and that positive ray of light, like everything's going to be okay and I'm going to help you as much as I can. A lot of people are working from home. Thankfully, I'm in the technology industry, so I've, I've set up a lot of people from home. You know, I, I do their computers. I do their, their remote monitoring. I'm doing their IT, as we said, their backup, their printers, <laughs> providing them toner. So luckily, it hasn't stopped for me completely. But I do see it affecting the industry because there's so many people that are so uncertain on what's happening next. So they're living out their contracts and then deciding what they're going to do. Printing has definitely seen a decline other than the restaurant industry. Because a lot of, and obviously, you know, a lot of people are still buying homes and, and lawyers are still working. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have a lot of doctor's offices that aren't doing any printing because they're not really seeing that many patients. So yes and no, I would say. And when we're talking about technology in the virtual world, especially in this day and age where uh, some companies are mandated to become paper light, virtual in, in a sense, have you seen that come through in terms of the, the six years that you've been working for doing the sales and now, now doing printing? And is there a, a strategy for you to kind of tackle that world of paper light? So it, that's actually, that's a really good question because that's one of the reasons that we shifted over to IT. Because at the end of the day, let's say in 10 years, 20 years, printing is going to become obsolete. There's still going to be obviously people that need it, 
but I have seen the printer industry decline, but I've seen the technology industry when it comes to IT rocket, skyrocket. And phones is another thing. We started off with dialogue lines, you know, those hardcore lines. And now we're, we're over internet lines, which is crazy because it, it gives you so many different features and so many different flexibilities. Like it comes down to it. I, I literally have this application that you could pick up the phone from this application as if you're in the office and be completely somewhere different. So it's just so crazy how technology has progressed and how many things at one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, and it's great to see that, you know, uh, even at the age of 22, you're understanding technology movements and we're talking about dial-up internet back in the day. And now, you know, speeds are at levels that we can't even fathom. And I remember back in, in high school when we had the USB that first came out, I think it was 512 megabytes, right? Yeah. And that, that costed about, you know, uh, $200. Now it's like $15. So technology is moving at a very quick pace. And I, it, it's great that you're you're looking into that in terms of understanding your business, um, the business model, and you're doing pivots when you need to. Yeah, it's all about adapting at the end of the day. If we if we don't adapt, then what are we going to do? Because at the end of the day, the world's always changing. Yep. Talking about adapting as well, what are some of the key challenges that you're facing at the moment with your business? So the key challenges is I'm trying to adjust to the fact that I have to do all of operations and all of selling. And that's what's been a huge struggle for me because I was just all selling at one point. And now it's just time management, become better with my time. So it's like sell during this hours. I, I literally, I, I could show you, I have a, a thing that says what's happening this week. And I, I literally organize my time through a calendar, but I have, um, I just got this database that lets me basically input, like I'll, I'll do 60 calls a day to uh, obviously telemarketing and 60 to 70. And when I'm done with those, I, I knock those out usually in four hours. I'll have the other four hours of you know business to go ahead and start doing the operations part, setting up payroll, uh, buying a van, uh, all of that stuff, figuring out our health insurance, <laughs> pretty much everything, which is pretty interesting. It's been a challenge for me, but it's been really exciting. I, I actually really like having all this control. Yeah, and I think that that leads back to my first question about you know understanding business operations compared to the sales game because sales there are certain scripts that you can you follow and once you understand that you kind of know people's triggers and know what to to do in terms of conversation and closing, but the operation is quite different. There's a day to day management that we don't really see. Even myself as a, a podcast host starting my own business, I didn't understand the back end of the stuff, things that needed to keep the, the podcast running. So that's a a constant challenge for me as well. Yeah, it's insane. It's definitely a, a rocket of an experience. You know, we've shifted from zero to 100 extremely quickly, but it's been an amazing experience. And I'm only looking forward to all the other things that come with it. At the end of the day, yeah, like I said, it all leads back to adapting. And luckily, I also got my degree last year. So I have that operations background when it comes to what exactly I needed to do. And because I witnessed basically my dad and I worked my way up. I worked, I started in administration, helping his right hand. And I slowly, I even worked in the warehouse at one point. I got grounded and I worked in the warehouse at one point. So I, I've done pretty much all of it. And it's been an exciting journey. Uh, what, what degree do you have, sorry? So I actually graduated from FIU with my bachelor's in marketing. And from Miami-Dade, I did a business administration degree for my associate. So a business and arts degree. So in terms of the 
comparing what you learned in your degree to what you learned in the, the, the sales job, what what are your thoughts on the comparison between between the traditional study and I guess learning it through business? So in school, it's so different than you know learning it directly from the source. It's actually been completely different. So I bring all these other key things like our proposals, for instance. You wouldn't think that colors really matter, but in school, I learned that there's specific colors you use in a proposal, and there's a specific place you sit when you're meeting with a client. When really, when you know, being 16 and being taught all this stuff, I didn't get taught any of the where do you sit or how do you greet like someone. At the end of the day, it was you just shake their hand, make sure you're looking them in the eye, and this is what you're gonna do. Here's the script of what you're gonna say. But now, getting that business degree it gave me so many different things. Like for example, I didn't need to hire someone for my logo because I was able to actually do that through my business degree and all those tools that I got. Another thing with the proposals, redoing all the proposals and the colors that I wanted to specifically have or how I approach calls. You're not going to approach someone by saying, hey, this is my follow-up call. You have to you know, kind of get their attention. And that's something that business gave me, that background. And also taking all those accounting classes actually gone a lot faster with my math <laughs> yeah yeah it's great to see uh, great to hear that because a lot of entrepreneurs that i speak to they tend to say that the degree that they studied tend to be a bit i wouldn't say useless but it's not as effective as they thought they would have and so it's great to see that in combination of the real world experience and the the university studies that you know it helps you in p- pursuing your business yeah you always you can always learn something and that's something i learned from school you know i was not an advocate for school my father was not an advocate for school, being the entrepreneur, just like you said, talk, speaking to a lot of people like that. He is probably your number one advocate for not going to school. But I learned a lot. And at one point, I, I was paying for my whole school for the most part, minus one year. And I had listened to this graduation speech from Steve Jobs and how he never technically got a degree, but he just sat into the classroom and he just absorbed everything that the teachers had to say. And I really got to experience that. And I wouldn't say that school is useless because I actually learned so much. I mean, there's so many things that had nothing to do with what I do and what I do on a day-to-day period. But there's a lot of things that I think about now. And when a customer gives me like a specific, like, oh, they have their walls painted this and this color because of this, or they say things because of this, and they look at you because of a specific reason. Like there's so many different things that you wouldn't think play a key role into it but from my marketing degree I was able to apply and I didn't believe in school either but I just did it to get the degree just to have that just in case you never know it's not bad to be overeducated so I took that with me and I actually applied a lot of the things I've learned I was surprised to to be able to put blend both of these experiences together and it just made me a better sales rep for it yeah yeah so you know, you've you've been the number one sales rep for for HP. You're a homeowner at 20, and business owner at 21. You, now you have a degree as well. So, having gone through all that, what would you say would be your proudest moment, or the the one thing that you're most proud of? Honestly, I can't really say one thing, because these are just things that you know I've worked for, and it's great. But at the end of the day, like I'm most proud of how far I've come with my family. You know, my family is really my rock and um, we've experienced all of this together. Their successes are mine and mine are theirs. And I, like I said, I really couldn't have gone through any of this 
without their support and them telling me that I can do this. Because at the end of the day, yes, I've accomplished all these things, but it it wasn't the easiest mentally. And I was able to overcome all of that. And I was able to push through. I just feel like now it's happened. It doesn't even feel like real anymore. It just feels like, okay, so what's the next step? What's the next goal? So Yeah. And, you know, you could say that you've directly been a a support and impacted or allowed your dad to travel the world now because of, you know, the, the, the time in sales. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's worked his butt off when it comes to it, but uh, same thing. My, my mom's overcome a lot of things too. She's living super happy in the keys right now. Happy for her. And it, they've just, they've all played such a huge role. I mean, I, I could sit here and talk to about them forever, but it wouldn't be the most entertaining podcast if we did that. <laughs> and, um, no, yeah, he, he's living life. He's doing his own thing. And I'm doing my own thing. And it's exciting. And it's, it's a new world that we're entering. And I'm very, very excited to be in it. What would you then say be, would be your, your biggest transformation? Now, understanding that you started quite young and you needed some time to mature. Do you think being in the, in the sales world has helped you grow and, and mature to be the person you are today? Or is there a, a bit more to the story? I mean, I've always been really, really, really mature for my age. I mean, in high school, I always knew pretty much what I wanted to do, except I studied speech. I wanted to study speech pathology. That was my original plan. And then it just so happened that I wasn't really a school fan. And my year that they that I was going to graduate with that, they said that I needed basically a master's degree in it. And I never planned on getting my master's. So I switched to business, but business, yeah, I mean, it's definitely matured me in so many different ways and you meet so many different people along the way, but uh, I've always been pretty mature. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, my, you know, my parents got separated when I was five and they've always been, you know, always there to support me, but at the same time living their lives. So maybe that had something to do with it, but I don't know. I would say my biggest transformation would be when I graduated high school and I really like dove into, okay, this is it. I'm not going away for college. I'm going to really take this serious. And that was my first real year in sales alone by myself. Uh, I was 17 and I did $945,000 in sales alone that year. And after that, I, I pretty much decided, okay, this is for me. I really enjoy this and dug all my hands in it. And last year, really last year, what made my year was the first quarter. My first quarter last year, I closed almost $600,000 in sales in one quarter. And then I mm -hmm. pretty much took the next few, I took the last six months of the year pretty lightly. I wasn't working as mm -hmm. hard and I was planning mm -hmm. for what I'm doing now, you know, opening my own business and, and it's been all worldwide, but I am all for it and I'm super excited and I'm ready to get my hands dirty. In terms of Lexi Vasquez yourself, what's the, yeah. What's the ultimate vision? You know, where do you see yourself in the next 12 to 24 months? But then also, what's that long-term vision that you have for yourself? So in the next 12 to 24 months, my ultimate goal is obviously, I, this company, my ultimate goal, obviously, it may not be this year realistically, but I want it to be in the next 24 months, definitely a million-dollar company, hands down. Mm -hmm. uh, starting it from the bottom up, that's where I see it. I see it thriving. I see it succeeding. I see it getting my ultimate goal is to make this thing 10 mil plus ultimately. But that's, you know, far-fetched dream into the future. But I know we will accomplish it. As of right now, you know, I'm remodeling my home, getting that finished up, 
getting this thing really up and running and succeeding like it's already been doing. And for the future, I want to end up on Forbes. That's always been a dream of mine, 30 under 30. <laughs> and, um, you know, later on, and those are my, my childhood dreams, which will take into effect later on in life, which is family creating this dynasty for them and really seeing it through. Yeah, fantastic to hear that you have such incredible vision for, for yourself, not just, not just for your business, but for yourself. And so I wish you massive success in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at the stresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.